everyone and welcome to the 82nd episode of Career Podcast today. I'm joined with Mr. Jose Canizares. He's a 3D artist from London, United Kingdom and also the fourth and with his appearance in this episode it will offici- officiate the him and also Miss Chiara Moreni as the fourth artist couple on the whole podcast. We had couples before so yeah it's kind of interesting and well with that introduction added away please give us a little introduction on how we got into visual arts and design well uh, this is like a it's a cute question like uh, i started in in the art world when i was a kid i had this dream that i wanted to become an artist and this desire is what pushes me to go forward really like i started drawing pokemons when i was like really really small like i cannot say you have pinpoint an age but like six year old or even earlier and I did not have clear what type of adult I wanted to be. I just know I just knew at the time I wanted to do something creative. So following that, one thing led to another, and I chose to be an, a professional artist. All right. And the next question is: Were you originally studying art and design, like when you were in high school? That was your plan initially, okay. or you were pursuing maybe another career path? Well, uh, I already uh, I did my studies. I have a bachelor of arts that I did in Madrid, but it's uh, it was really focused on traditional art, like traditional media. I, at that time, uh, 2013, 2014, 2015, I was drawing mainly charcoal on canvas and paper, so traditional media, and I was also doing clay modeling, like proper clay sculptures, and that's how I started. I, I discovered much later in my life and the world of 3D. And well, that's how that's how I started my, my way in 3D. I was much later when I discovered how video games were made, how I can contribute into making a video game. That was the first steps of my professional 3D career. All right, and well, speaking of 3D modeling and 3D art, what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on right now? And tell us about your experience from the start of it until now. By main branch of design, I mean, of course, we, we already mentioned that you're a 3D artist, but what well, field of 3D art are you focusing on? I mean, I don't want to close me. Like, I say I'm a 3D artist because right now I'm based in London and I work for mainly for, for studios that do CG art, but uh, I don't want to forget my part that I do also illustrations and like big format, like one, one meter times one meter illustrations. Is just the thing that professionally I found much more market on the CG. But yeah, my main focus, going back to the main question, is uh, I focus basically on character modeling, on, on 3D character artists. And well, what I do there is. I basically create characters from a concept stage into 3D. Mm-hmm. All right. And, um, all right. And the next question is, how does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a project? Uh, well, the design process comes uh, sometimes from an idea. Sometimes I get inspired by a, a sketch. Uh, depends. Normally I have to do like a lot of research because when I have an idea, I want to 
know what I'm doing, or know what I'm going to portray. So I spend like a lot of time just looking references. If I'm doing something like some sort, I don't know, like mythological creature, I just look up of all the influences that I can grab. I read a lot. Once I have like a once I'm happy with the concept, I will jump into either a quick sketch or either 2D or 3D. So just like as if I was doing clay, basically. And once I'm happy with the shape and form, I start just giving it refining the process. So I would jump into these polishing states. And then I would paint it, and then I would add lights in 3D, and obviously the render stage, which is the composition of everything. And that's my workflow. All right. And uh, well, now I want to talk about some of your works. And um, actually, for anyone who might not, uh, is not familiar with, a long time ago, but a long time ago, I mean, two, three months ago, I was like really heavily focused on NFT arts and artists. And actually, you're an NFT artist as well. So, I mean, I want to ask you some questions about that. Um, okay. Right now, you you have minted you have minted some NFTs. You're currently working on projects. So, first of all, give me your impression on the whole scene, on how you got you know familiar with the scene, and how has your experience been in that whole field? NFTs, I think they brought something to the table that was very much needed in the art industry. Like people needed a way to be able to post their drawings or art creations and be recognized for it. And in a tradition, how I see, I'm not an expert, but my personal view on this is the classical art galleries were too small. In the sense, I think we are a little bit like in the past century when the French academia was controlling most of the art forms and the artists had to build their own niche exhibitions and then they created like another, a new wave of art. I think NFTs are like a little bit of the parallel, different different circumstances, different time periods, but it's a little bit like, like that. Like the galleries were really far away from the movies and the animation industry, and they were missing out loads of artists that were really, really good artists that they didn't have space there, they didn't have much representation. Not that they had zero, but it was really, really far away from the actual art. And now the NFTs are like, okay, you can be more, you can be whatever type of artist and you have to like your own space. And it's like a private initiative in the sense like artists have the control like of the terms that they're going to expose their art. So that was something that it was needed and it's covering that, that space. Although it's based on, on Ethereum and these cryptocurrencies that they are a little bit, I won't say unstable, but there's such a new thing that people are, need to get used to it in the sense of uh, it will take, I think, one, two years until the, it gets much more stable. Uh, at the moment, there's and that's my perception. I can be completely wrong, but how I see it, there's like lots of media claiming that is going to go, like, you know, down, and that is hindering this market a little bit. In the sense of if the Ethereum goes down, the sales go down, and stuff like that. Anyway, the second main point of the NFTs, and it's something that before artists they had it, but it was not that important. Now it's super important. It's vital. Is to be active on social media, like. Is, uh, is something that before was like, okay, you need to be active, but 
until a certain point because you were not getting money out of it unless you were like an an influencer but it was not like the norm i'm talking about like 2015 2010 now it's like no you need to be at least present in social media so you can enter into these markets and stuff like that so and if this has is covering something that that is needed Uh, just to put it in really simple short words like yeah we need them it's a matter of time that they get consolidated all right awesome and yeah sorry if is there anything you want to add well no it's that that was my point i i can't speak for ages but uh, but as i said it's (laughs) all right cool um, so the next question is, um, have you ever in particular used your dreams as inspiration for your works? Uh, I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm going to fight you with the same question. Do you use your dreams as any sort of inspiration? I'm going to come because it's a particular question, this one. Yeah. Yes, uh, so I, you, I actually personally do. I, yes. So what type of dreams do you have? Because this is interesting point. Like, for me, I have different types types of dreams, like the ones that are like movies, like I, I watch them in third person. I don't know if you have these type of dreams, and then there's ones that yes, exactly a lot that, uh, that you live in first person. No, um, the the yes. with dreams like my dreams are not pictorial, like mm-hmm. They are interesting, but not pictorial interest. In the sense of, I might dream mm. on a creature, but I don't think it would be something I would like to paint over. It's more like personal reflections. Mm. But if you ask me this question, I guess that you have like pictorial dreams. I don't know, maybe wrong. Yeah, actually, um, I have like a whole universe. I wrote like a whole universe, sci-fi universe from my dreams, actually, um, that I still have for years. And that's actually one of my uh, big projects that I want to later on in the years, maybe do something with it. But yeah, especially you're right, those dreams. Sorry, what? No, no, I was, do you have like a dream diary or something? Yes. That's that's really I have like five tons of those. Now I don't anymore because uh, I woke up early in the morning and I don't have that those 20 minutes I still have not I haven't had time to fill them but yeah it's pretty cool yeah um all right so let's move on to the next question um who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most uh, I mean I have loads uh, because depends on the day I look maybe for an artist I think that everyone can every single artist brings something special and unique onto the table. Like, it can be either from a technical point of view, it can be from a theme point of view, it can be stylish point of view. Like, I think that you can learn from anyone, really. But I obviously have my first, my, my favorites from all time. Uh, one is Adrian Smith. I don't know if you know him. It was for, he worked for, I think you might know him uh, from Games Workshop. Like he was one of the illustrator concept artists, and he has done many video games, board games as well. He's like realistic. No, I don't think so. He's he's a monster. He's super super mm. big guy. I look awesome. I mean, like, when I was in the uni, I was really inspired by classical artists like Bernini, Caravaggio, Rembrandt. Those guys like 
top 10. Uh, also, I really like, uh, I don't know, the watercolor illustrators like Arthur Rackham and John Bauer, which are like, John Bauer is the guy that has inspired lots of our modern fantasy fairies that we see our day. If you've seen the Dark Crystal, the new season or the, the, the new series or the old film, they were a little bit based on his art style. And he was like really, really good illustrator. Same for Arthur Rackham, like, and then Paul, uh, Paul Bonner. He yeah, those like fantasy creatures. He had these type of works that are the, the faces are really elongated, and that's him. Like, if you see an orc that has like a really long snout, it's someone that is making reference to him because that was his idea, and it's like, like, oh, yeah, amazing artist. But yeah, I have many. So this is just to point like a few of them. As I said, every day I choose another one. And when I'm doing this research, I look for artists a bit more. You know, so the list could be infinite. All right. So the next question is, what technologies and softwares do you mostly use for your works? Softwares. Uh, sorry, the language was a little bit uh, Yes. Sorry? Yes, technologies and softwares. By technologies, I mean the tablets and the hardware you use. Well, I have the standard, I think, uh, tablets. I have my favorite, the Wacom. It's this brand, basically, they do excellent tablets. Um, for softwares, I use whatever software I need for the occasion. In the sense, for modeling, I normally use ZBrush, ZBrush which is like standard for modeling. And then if I need to do a little bit of technical stuff, I can either use 3D Max or Blender. Blender, since it's free, I'm using it a lot recently. Since the update they had, like the 2.7 update, I'm, I've been mainly a Blender user and I'm enjoying it a lot. And then, well, there is obviously the Adobe Suite, any Adobe Suite for like anything related to 2D, name it, I've done it. And then there's the Adobe package, the 3D package that it's, before it was called Adobe Painter Designer. Now it's called Adobe 3D package or something on the lines. And it, when it came out in the beta, I put it like back in the day, like in Steam. I said, I was, I felt in love with that because it's a really, really cool. And it's a really cool software for painting in 3D for doing the textures. And yeah, I've been using those two and a little bit of Keyshot to do the renderings because Keyshot is like a fast rendering. Keyshot and Marmoset are the two that I'm using sometimes to do fast renders, like real-time renders. And yeah, that's what I'm All right. And the next question is, any advice and tips for a good portfolio and resume for artists? I mean... Uh, portfolio, you need to be, it needs to show clear what you want in the sense of when you're applying for a business and let's say, for example, you're applying for a business that you know that their IP is realistic. Obviously, your portfolio needs to blend a little bit with what they do. They, it doesn't need to be equal. It doesn't need to be, you know, oh, I copied your models. But it needs to look like it can fit in the universe. Maybe, maybe it's a long casting of the main character, but it's it's there, you know, do do do. So, what I would say to new artists or that 
people that want to join a studio is like, do your research, see who works there, see the portfolios of the artists that work there, and, and do something on the lines. Like, try to follow the style, not to copy it, never copy, but to follow the style. And that's if you are looking for work. Obviously, if you're working a portfolio to, you know, to work on a, basically on a studio, that's my advice. The other thing is to do fan arts, which are big companies that also works a lot of big IPs don't go for small IPs in the sense of if you do a well a really well render of Spider-Man, that is going to help studios, not studios, to the human resources department to see, okay, this is a character that we know already and we know how it looks like or how it's supposed to look like. So if they see that character, they already can tell, okay, this guy is able to copy a concept and to interpret it or, you know. So that's that's a portfolio aiming to work inside a studio. That's my, my advice. All right. And um, actually, speaking of portfolios, um, I've, of course, for anyone who goes and checks your Instagram and sees your works, there's a lot of, like, of course, 3D models because you're, duh, obviously, you're a 3D artist. But the subject of a lot of your works are kind of like in fantasy settings and like, you know, in kind of, uh, yes, kind of fantasy, medieval kind of type of stuff, subjects like that. Um, but the, also one of the models that I see recur a lot is that those little small girls with different, you know, customs and stuff like that is that for a particular project or it's something you do for fun for practice uh it all started like my partner Kiamreni, which is as you might know the, uh, she's an exceptional artist uh, to me is, uh, she's the best artist in the world no jokes here like we decided a long time ago to do something with um since i landed in london i've been extremely busy because uh, I have my family business, I was working for a studio, and I barely had any any spare time, really. I spent the first five years easy, basically with really, really free time, really small amounts of free time. So we didn't have time to do something for ourselves. So that project started like, okay, can we do something together? And Kieran and I, we worked in the past and we worked like really well together. So we say, let's do it at our free time. And now that they have a little bit more free time, it's basically, that's the result of it. We have an idea of, uh, well, I don't know, I'm on my free time as well. <laughs> this is free time. What I did before doing portfolio was like storytelling. Uh, I'm an avid writer, but it's something that they kept away from. So maybe it's something like really, really personal. And with my close friends, I used to play like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, or any kind of role-playing game, really. Daniel Sadao was being the most popular, because I'll just say it. Um, and some of the characters that we have on those stories, that on those campaigns that we did on Freedom, that they state and they become like memes in our close group of friends. We say, oh, you know what, we can make an illustration and then afterwards we can make a 3D print. So these tiny heroes are basically the concentration of those moments that we had. Uh, they're really... Like they're really special for both of us and to our friends as well. And yes, at the moment, I'm developing them as uh, in the time that I, with the time that I have, really. Basically, on the weekends, I'm starting a little bit. 
I'm glad that you like them. Uh, yeah, they are fantasy because the stories that they used to write, uh, some, some of them are based in Dungeons and Dragons or Greyhawk or the Worlds of Preen or whatever setting, which is basically a uh, medieval tense. But yeah, uh, that's, the, that's the project where it's based on. All right, awesome. And the next question is, what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? What kind of project project is it? I mean, of course, if it's something that there's an NDA involved and we can talk about it, we yeah. can skip right past this question. Um, no, no, but I if that's not the case... No, I have a massive NDA. Um, oh. What I can say is that right. I'm super happy. Um, hmm. It's one of my... When I came into the UK, one of my dream goals I said okay perfect so another cheap box and then the other thing on my free time the other projects that I'm doing is basically probably doing as I said with Germany hello and at the same time uh, I've been developing uh, I've been on a live workshop with Pablo uh, Munoz which is a special he's, a, he's another of my reference artists like Massive artist. Uh, in the few days, I will just finish this piece, and it looks really, really. Uh, it's horror, I would can say, inspired on the artist H.P. Lovecraft. Another reference, like I read everything from him, Auguste Led, all the writers that helped to create the universe, uh, which is a little bit massive. Was read them all. And the newest pieces that are going to come out are going to be on those lines. At the same time, in parallel, we'll try to figure out how to do the ten heroes. And yeah, those are the. So I have a horror thing bubbling in the background. I have the tiny heroes that I, I'm putting on RS because I wanted to develop that thing. And then there is something that I can, cannot say anything yet because I, I have my lip sealed on that. Which is a uh, third grade that we are developing with and I. The only hint I will say for people that are listening is Spyro. You need to see something related to Spyro. So uh, that's a hint. See what comes up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are the three things. On my free time, on top of the storytelling, on top of taking care of a healthy life as a, as a human being besides the world of art. So I'm quite busy at the moment. <laughs> no fun. All right, awesome. And beside the beside what you're working on right now, what what are what would you be interested to explore and learn in the future if you had enough free time? If you had like extra free time and resources and everything, and everything okay. was you know just so, let's say that the day lasts thirty-two hours and I have eight hours a day to do something. Uh, eight hours to do something. Eight hours a day to do something. I maybe. And most certainly take a chill out of 3D. Like, say, okay, enough. Because what I said before, I miss a little bit the aspect of being on a workshop, get my hands dirty with clay and model with clay. I really miss that aspect. So I must, I most probably go back to charcoal painting. And the thing of charcoal drawings or painting, however you want to call it, is that it's such a plastic media in the sense of Photoshop copies that really well, but it doesn't copy the smell of the charcoal, the way your hands get dirty, the way you get physical with the painting. 
And that for me was something really fulfilling. Like, and if I had eight hours more a day, I would paint, but in a different media. Because that's really, it's releasing in a sense of a way. It's releasing. So with, with 3D, I enjoy it because you have control of everything. But I miss a little bit of this, the, the randomness of the traditional media that maybe when you can be experimental. Anyway, that's what I would do if I had eight hours more a day. Probably yeah. get food as well <laughs> as a side project, get food, like do some exercise, but damn it. All right, that's actually a really interesting way to look at it. An eight hours extra in a day. I never looked at it that way. Um, all right, so um, the next thing is, well, with everything that's been said and done with to conclude our discussion, please give us a roadmap for someone who is zero in visual arts and wants to get to the place you are in terms of 3D art skill set. Like for someone who is here at zero and wants to get here, what steps should they take in your opinion? Mm, I think they only have to do one thing. If he, if all the advices could be condensed into one, that is going to be like a milestone would be don't do this for money and constants. So be constant and don't think about money. Money, thinking about being on the bottom and then going on to the top makes you think a certain way that affects your art. And the, this is the quote-unquote magic on ads. It's something so personal that the moment you do it for money, your drawings get affected. Like, you don't do it with the same passion. You get frustrated because you'll get com- you'll start comparing and you start to make, oh, this guy is, I don't know, seven times better than I am. Maybe you never get to that level. And that thing builds up a frustration that on the long run will make you quit. Um, so it, my advice, my advice do this constant, practice constantly. And don't think about the results. Enjoy the travel. If you don't enjoy the travel, like if you don't do it for the travel per se, you get lost in in in, in paths that you don't want to get lost. And this is something I tell myself. Like if you do something for like sometimes I have accepted a freelance project from a client for a private and. If you do it only for the money, it, it burns you up, and it sh- you shouldn't. Like, there is a really good uh, post about this. There's a whole video that Flip Normals, this artist, YouTuber, uh, he, he's one of, like, big, big uh, artists in the industry. He has about, well, he has many videos, and he talks about this, and how he gets in, how he gets through the once a while, because he was working not for me, but he was working in a studio. Different circumstances, different things, but... You need to be passionate. And for someone that starts, that's the main point. Like, just do what you like in constant. Don't and don't look back and don't look up. Just look at your sheet of paper or screen. Finish your work and don't look anything else. Like, look references, of course, but don't achieve something that will come with time. And that's something that maybe you know society is so competitive. Like, there's loads of. I have seven followers more than you. There you go. I'm better thing. God damn it. This is, it pollutes people. It pollutes to something that it shouldn't be done. It's like, okay, you're at this stage. 
Don't look at the numbers, like, just continue. Do your stuff. You're faster, you're faster, you're slower, you're slower. Recognition comes with effort, with your effort at some point. So it's better to take the, the slow path and enjoying the views more than all, all the other advices, like technique, um, mediums, and they, they come with experience. Like, you don't know, I can tell you, I don't know, whatever advice it, Mm, brightness and darkness, the value, the color palette, whatever advice I can give to anyone that is, has zero experience, they won't be able to process it until they fail, until they just test it and they. So my advice is look straight line, don't look sideways, enjoy. If you're not enjoying, it, then do something else. Awesome and well. Yeah, it was good. And um, all right, the last thing is we've we kind of reached the end of the podcast, but there's one last thing is I want to I want to ask you as well, which is a new section I added to the podcast recently, which is called Final Words. Now, the point is that imagine right now you're one to one with anyone who's listening right now to the podcast, or who might listen to the podcast maybe in a couple of years or weeks or months. Basically, anyone who might come across this episode. And now this is your chance to leave any message or final words to that person who might be listening right now. What would that be? Well, uh, let me repeat the question. So to someone that is going to see this right. podcast in the future. Yes. To so anyone who might uh, listen or this part, this part of the podcast. To anyone that listens to this podcast, well, uh, my name is Jose Canutares. I'm here with Fantin the Gat. We had just a lovely conversation. And if you're listening to this podcast, I think the most important thing that we said is if you're an, if you're new to the art world and you're looking for advice and you're looking for interviews or whatnot in YouTube or whatever medium you're listening to this podcast, just be yourself. Um, constant practice. I think that that's the... The message I want to give to everyone, just enjoy your travel. Take a brief, enjoy your travel, don't think about anything else. That's the message we give. All right. Beautiful message. And well, we've reached the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming by on the show. And uh, where can people contact you if they had a question? Is your Instagram okay? Yeah. Absolutely. Lovely. All right. Awesome. I'll put them in the caption as well for ease of use for anyone who wants to message you or had any questions. Um, Well, that's about it. Thank you so much for coming by. And thank you to anyone who might tune in and listen to this episode. I hope you are having a good day. And till next episode, take care and have a good day. Bye. Bye.